0: Experiencing a small contained faith? Tired of settling for less? Well, this podcast is going to help you live out your faith in a spacious room. Because you were made for bigger things. Welcome to this week's episode of Spacious Room. And today we're going to be talking about in the Leader's Talk, let others hear your song about becoming a worship warrior. And I want to introduce my good friend of over 20 years, um, Leonie Slosser. And she is a wife, a mother, and a worship leader in a local church. And she has learned that others need to hear. The, the song of her life and she is such a worship warrior so I want to welcome Leone to the spacious room. Hello my friend. Good morning. <laughs> How are, are you? I'm good thank you. That's good. I'm so excited that you're on the, my podcast. Um, we've known each other for well over 20 years. Um, yes that's right. And you can't stop being my friend because you just know way too much about me right? That's <laughs> <Right. laughs>
1: Right, and you know where I live. <laughs>
0: uh, I do, I do, and it's, it comes totally the other way as well. I yes. know so much about you too. Yes, um, but I've I've invited you on because I really want um, someone listening, someone today to um, say what what's all this song and the worship warrior, and because you are a worship leader and because you're a singer, um, I just want to talk into. It's not always about singing. Worship um, is not always about the song. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm a gifted writer, but I'm not great at singing. I think I was at the back of the queue when God was hanging out <laughs> gifts for that one, right? So just so everyone know, I've done all the departments in church but not worship leader. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. <laughs> so, um Yeah. If you've ever watched the Little Mermaid Disney, um, then the uh, the seagull in yes. the part it, that's that's my part. No, I don't think you got that many. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, so this is why I, I make friends with people who have the gifts that I haven't got because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yes, this lady can sing. Um, but we want to sort of. I, I brought you on because we want to talk about um, not only the song and worship and and what that actually means. Um, From my book, A Song is Rising, uh, Reigniting the Warrior Within, um, that I wrote um, last year, I talk about Miriam and how her song, her life song, just showed her leadership, it showed her tenacity, it showed her courage, and I really want us to speak into that today, Leone, and um, mm. your thoughts on on Miriam and who she is as a leader, as a prophetess, um, just all these things. She was sister to Moses and Aaron. She's just this epic woman that we we know the story of her. You know, hiding Moses, um, it, his mom in the back. Put, put his mom put it his her brother in the basket and the princess thing and all that, but she, there's so much more to her, right? There's so much mm. more to her, mm. and um, so Miriam, like yourself, Leone, has learned that worship is a song and it's, and it's the weapons of warfare of when the path becomes unsteady and certain, and, and uncertain in your faith. So, have you learned that that your song has become weapons of warfare that when you feel unsteady? Uh, with the path of your faith, that that your song has really um, girded your courage to to move forward. What what's your thoughts on that? Well, I have a very
1: special place in my backyard, which is my rose garden, and um, I have a beautiful friend of mine who also grows roses. But in two years, I've um, my roses are mature roses, and I really feel it's because I sing over these roses, but when I am up against something that is hard, Mm. that um, is not easy um, and I really don't know the way forward, um, God often puts a song in my spirit Mm. and I often sing over the garden and sometimes I actually sing in the streets. Um, I'm pretty sure my community knows me very well. Um, But, yeah, and it's usually a song – and the words, because I am a words person um, and God knows that. Um, I have been a singer since, I don't know, I could speak. I think I sung before I spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I used to sing everywhere. Drove my family insane. Um, but, yeah, the neighbourhood loved it because they could hear me and it was joy that came out of my spirit when I was a child, unaware of what the world was about. Mm. But um, now... In relation to what you were saying, your your um, life's song
0: mm. and how
1: it projects you forward uh, through challenges. Um, I've been particularly at the moment enjoying Psalms mm. because oh,
0: Psalms is a great book.
1: I know, but it's also song words, and oh, yeah. I'm connecting to it every single Psalm. And particularly today, I read Psalm twenty three. Mm. Um, if you are feeling sad, or if you're feeling lost, or if you don't quite know what tomorrow is going to bring, just read that psalm mm. because just to rest in his peace mm. um, and that's what that psalm is all about. Like a lot of people know it because that's what priests used to, you know, like ministers used to read over every funeral yep. in the 1800s, yep. right? it's the favourite. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it was one of my mum's favourites too. But mm. if you really soak in that psalm, you can really hear what God's God's heart. Yeah. Like… Yeah, and that's what I think. Um, I was speaking to a friend yesterday and she was being judged for not being able to read her Bible, but she is a full-on singer. Uh, she's a musician. She's everything. She's operatic. And she hears God through song mm. and so do I. I hear God through song and he leads me to where I need to go. Mm. through through. Um, that's my my battle cry. And it also formulates... Um, my next step my next direction um and um, i think i was saying this to you just recently i was um i had a bad year last year so this year i'm really praying for better um and god has promised me that but he's not showing me where i'm to go Mm. so the song um by curry job yeah. Um, Lord I seek you. Mm. Um, he said to me before he put that song on my heart after I'd done my normal um by the way, I really loved Elizabeth and the fact that she actually said you need to soak as a leader mm. in you know, in the word and all that sort of stuff. You need to be filled. Yeah. She is so she right. she's a worship leader too. She is so she is Hmm. so right so if you
0: didn't listen to that podcast that's the one before this one in the importance of being in god's presence
1: yes Um, and that just spoke to me because that's what i do because if you don't fill yourself if you don't fill your cup up with his presence Hmm. how are you going to lead others to do the same absolutely so i found that podcast and Hmm. and and phil's very empowering. I just mm. wanted to say that. This is a great series, by the way. Um, but anyway. Just I didn't like, pay it to say that. No, actually. I know, but I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it and I'm soaking in it. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so Lord, I seek you is because God said to me, I need you to seek me for every decision this year before mm. you even make it. I want you to seek me. I want you to sit in my presence mm. before you even step forward. Mm. I've never done this before in my life. Yeah. He's always showed me a vision on where I'm I'm to go, um, but this year he's he's showed me nothing, mm. and he said because I want you to take each step. Mm. And another verse that I love from the Bible, which His mercies are new every morning, yeah. and I really, really, truly believe that regardless of what I've done the day before, yeah, he's given me a fresh new day, a fresh new start. Mm. And so, in just encouraging um, those that are listening. Um, yeah, to seek him every day, whether it be in the night or in the morning, whatever time of the day that suits you because everybody's different. Um, but but can I encourage you um, listeners to to actually do that, even if it's painful, do it because you will be so enriched mm. um, and you will give more into your day from his empowering. Mm. And I yeah. think that's what he's speaking to me this year Um is allow him to empower me every
0: step. Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm. Cuz that's the thing isn't it? Um I mean when we talk about worship people automatically think oh it's a, it's a song we sing at church. Mm. And there is this part of that. Mm. It, and yeah, we sing songs of affirmation and adoration and all that to worship God. Yeah. And that lifts our spirit too when mm. we're singing to mm. him. Um however from what you're saying that Worship is a whole lifestyle. It is. It's it's, everything. it's not, I'll just sing a few songs and then I'm done and move on with my life. It's like God is going, you abide in and, and soak and seek. Even when you're not singing, mm. you're, all the notes and all the, I mean, speak about this in my book about the tempo and the rhythm and the pitch mm. of the song and all the elements of the song. So, you know, one part of worship is singing However, all the other elements of our life that makes up our who we are, mm. right, our identity, That's right. um, becomes this symphony almost that mm. God has sort of moulding together. Good um, the, so that you've got the high notes and you've got the low notes and you've got the, all the in betweens, mm. you know, because we always want it to be this pitch perfect sort of feel Mm, mm. but but it's like god's going that's not how songs roll Mm. songs have to have high notes low notes bridges you know i mean we could talk a whole podcast on bridges you Mm. know how we got to cross over bridges you know um but 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 that's our life song and when we like you're saying when you when you were a child and you just had to sing um unbeknown to you at that point like Miriam, when she was um, a young child, a young child, mm. uh, when her mom was saying, "You know, this is this is the plan. We're going to put your brother in yeah. a basket and and send put him down the, the river." Mm. You know, it her her innocence. You know, because I hear that through what you're saying, that innocence mm. of worship, and everyone loves to hear hear you sing when you're a child. Mm. But it's like you've you've like miriam has you you've carried that through into your adulthood and yeah. you are still trusting god you know that mm-hmm. whole uh, and being a worship leader i mean i want you to speak into that too about um what it means to worship lead so it's mm. not just um a set of songs on a sunday morning uh-huh. or whenever you you know whenever uh-huh. your church service is yeah. um how is that how do you go from a set of songs to then singing them to then the church experiencing that presence of God again you know what I mean that whole you're sort of leading them into worship how do you how do you cultivate that and how do you um bring that to the forefront and, and you say i'm just lead, I'm, I'm not I'm just leading you into God's presence you know what well for a start worship
1: leaders are the start of the battle they're at the front mm. they're a front line and I, I never understood that until uh, God took me through four years of being a backing vocalist in worship team mm. um, he did that for a reason that was my wilderness so in yeah. that I saw what worked and what didn't work and where um, people's mindsets were um, particularly uh, worship leaders tend to fall into the performance space whereas they're performing, they they see their congregation as an audience, not as a congregation or as a partnership um, and I saw all that as a backing vocalist just being behind there, I saw that um, and and it wasn't, what i wanted it wasn't in my heart it was wrong um there was other leaders that i that i was under um which were i called it stardom so there would be one particular worship leader who would be amazing at singing and she would constantly get the main roles and it was like stardom and no one she could never fault and it just put unnecessary pressure on on them Mm. and it made the rest of us feel like we weren't part of the team Mm. Um, many times i tried to walk away um, because before that as you know i i led an amazing kids church ministry with wendy and we had a ball and i and i loved it i loved it i loved that time and god took me from that very nice comfy little blanket back into worship team yeah um and i'm like but why why but I went and I failed many 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 times constantly failed um, until I think it was a couple of years in and then I felt um, the the voice inside me wanted to rise up and just burst Mm -hmm. I had something to sing something to lead and I was constantly pushed down by particularly leaders at that time ...who didn't feel I was ready or they felt I was a threat. I'm not sure of the motive. But maybe it was God saying I wasn't ready yet... ...because my mindset wasn't ready yet. Mm. So four years of in the wilderness. So yeah, you're right. You don't just stand up on a Sunday and sing. It's it's not about that at all. And it's not about stardom. It's not about performance. Mm. Um, When you're in a church, it's not, not about any of those... What it is about is delivering a message that God has put in your heart. That is what it's about and it's about your heart song, what you relate to in your life because when you stand on that stage and you worship, you're not just projecting a song. You are worshipping with the congregation and through your worship, through your joy, through your whatever your emotion that you are conveying through that trial that God is taking you through – you are elevating the congregation to rise up with you in praise, in adoration, in awe, in whatever it is that we need to unify in mm. to bring it up to God. And during COVID, I realised how much I loved the congregation, mm. how much I loved partnering with them to sing God's praises. Yeah, not It wasn't about me. It Mm. was about all of us. It's loving on God Mm. because he deserves it. Mm. And so when I was – I found it a massive challenge to do what I'm doing today, to be in front of this mic and in an empty room. Yeah. It was horrifying. And all of us felt the same. We all felt, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. Um, Mm. This is during COVID. Yes, during COVID. So we end up closing our eyes – Even though we were on screen, people could see us. But when we actually worshipped, we had to close our eyes and imagine our congregation in front of us Mm -hmm. in order to really worship and love God. Mm. Um, Because we're here as a team. It's not about us. But in saying that, the worship team, as I've noticed when I've taken over for the last two years, I have now become the actual. uh, I run the whole CT um, team. So I, I'm a worshiper. I run the worship team and uh, until recently I used to work with a production manager who used to run my production side. Now I run the whole lot. So, but also with your beautiful husband's help. <laughs> Praise God. Um, but the thing is, is that um, what I was trying to say is that um, humility is the big mm. thing. So, when I was striving during those four years to sing better, to be better, to be a performer, to be all that sort of stuff, Mm. he just stripped that away. Mm. And he continued to let me fail and be humiliated because he's going, your focus is wrong. It's wrong. Mm. So, And it wasn't until this role basically got dropped in my lap, complete shock, Um, I did become a leader because finally one of the leaders saw something in me, or two of them actually, and they allowed me to rise. I didn't feel it was my best But there was one Christmas where I got some coaching from a vocal coach and I really wanted to deliver the Christmas message, not my message but God's message and my heart changed and I stood on that stage and I sung right down to my feet. I just Mm. sung it with everything I had in me and people stood up and applause. Not that I did it for that but the message got across Mm. and – it was a turning point for me when I realized that this is not a performance. Yes, yeah. this is about you, Lord. Mm. Um so worship to me as you said before is everything is everyday life. Yeah. Is as I sing every day but as I'm at work and just everything I do in what I do, not so much the uh, song. Yeah. Um it's my life It's yeah. um, and being a worship leader is is not that any role in serving is not tough because it's all tough because when you're out there, you're out there. But yeah. um, what I'm saying in particular with worship leading, whatever goes through you goes into the congregation. Yeah. So if you have anything that is not worthy to be praised or have any issues – it's going to come out in the congregation. They're going to wear what you're singing because you're a vessel. Mm. So some practice that I have taken up since I've taken over the team is I get them to pray it out before we even start. Yeah. We no, take that's a, good. we take a deep breath in and I say, okay, everything you've experienced this week, let it out. Let's mm. give it to God. Let's breathe it in, breathe it out. Let's get let's get rid of it. And let's ask God for a forgiveness or whatever. So we have a session where, you know, if you have anything that you feel you need to bring up, we bring mm. it up before we even start. Yeah. Um, and I do check in on my team during the week, anything that's going on. And we put that aside. It's yeah. not putting a bandaid on. It's just putting it aside for now in this time that we are worshipping and that we are leading the congregation into this mm. so that God and the Holy Spirit can work through us like a clean vessel – and into the congregation. Yeah. Because the last thing they need after they have had a hard week is to have our rubbish onto them. Yeah. So that's what we do beforehand and I always say to my team, it is not I who is leading you but the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So in in one of your questions that you asked, is what do you do leading up to the Sunday? Mm. So I not only lead but I have a beautiful um, team that leads to like I have amazing vocalists in my team and musicians, and so what I say to them: if you're leading this week, I need you to soak in God all week. I want you to soak, yeah. Um, and I generally get them to do this because we have a roster system ages before the week before, yeah, to really soak in God and yeah. to pray. And so they know
0: when their roster's on. Yes. They know when they're
1: on. And they soak in God. And I want them to bring songs forward that is in their heart. That mm. really God has spoken to them. Yeah. Because the impact is massive. Yeah. So we've been doing that for the last two years. Yeah. And um People just get taken away by the emotion coming out of the girls, um, and we used to have a guy as well. He was an amazing vocalist, and guys, I had guys. I had my sons who are great voices, um, but they used to do that, and and people would always come up at the end and go, "Oh, I really felt that this song and mm. this verse, or this really spoke to me. Oh my gosh, that was amazing." One thing I did stop the congregation from doing was coming and elevating the singers. Yeah, I was I, just
0: going to touch on that. Yeah, because
1: yeah. I didn't want them to lose it and become stardom, mm. you know, star eyes. So I used to uh, – um, my pastor used to go, oh, because they used to be the biggest ones that would do it, particularly our head pastor, and he go, oh. That's right. you don't want me to accolade and I go look you can go up to them and go that was great worship today really enjoyed it this is what I got out of it please yeah. do that because you're encouraging my team yeah but do not go up and mm. say to such and such I love it when you sing I love your mm. voice
0: oh your voice is just ah, oh, it's an angel voice they yeah. don't
1: need to hear that yeah
0: because then it it brings in the 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 gift yeah the gifts God gives us the gifts but then it it's not the person then is it? It's it's what you are bringing mm. and then we all focus on the gift mm. rather than actually God. seeing God mm. through the person, mm. through the songs, through the worship, through the lifestyle that you all that that you have cultivated. Mm. So now you're projecting that and saying, Hey, this is as a as the worship leader, you're saying to your team, Hey, this is this is how we're gonna do it. We're not just gonna hear some songs, learn them and then perform them almost, you know. It's, mm. no, you soak in this, and I want you to... It's like you're saying to your team, I want you to get as much out of worshipping God as you're going to lead the congregation mm. into worshipping exactly. God. You exactly. know, and then you're all... And then it's not a platform thing, is it, then? Then it's the worship leader is in with the congregation. That's and right. they're like, well, here's a song, let's just mm. sing it. Mm. And I want to just touch on... um when you talked about the wilderness, and I think um, going back to the Miriam story in, in Exodus, when she um, – so she her, – her brother was all good, you know, he he came good. The Pharaoh's daughter mm. took him and all that, and yep. the years went by. Yep. And um, so we know the story that Moses went into the wilderness for 40 years, come back into Egypt, and he wanted to, you know, God's like, let my people go you know and I just want to sort of speak into what Miriam was feeling so so you've done the 10 plagues we've we've gone all through that we're we're speeding through exodus people right we're we're going through it um if you if you want to read the whole exodus story it's amazing amazing story it's one of my favorite stories um but with Miriam um so her brother's back and they are standing at the Red Sea yeah. and they've got Pharaoh and mm. they've got the Red Sea. Mm. And for Pharaoh, because he's got an army and he's very um, military-minded, he would have totally gone, well, my arm is here, mm. the Red Sea's in front of you, you've just fell into a trap. Mm. You're going to go back to Egypt, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, put. I've just always put myself in their place. Yeah. And I think when, when we have a lifestyle of worship and the song and, and rising up, that even before they got into the wilderness, that was a moment of their identity shift. Because we're talking about worship transforming us. Mm, yes. And that transformation from being a slave in Egypt, and that's all you've known all your life, mm. to then you're at this crucial, critical moment. Yeah. And God has led you to this, and then you see this massive wall in wa- wall of water in front of you. You see the Red Sea, and yes. and you can imagine Miriam going, "Okay, yeah, so so what now? Mm. Right, yeah. what now? And and all that moment. I mean, you know, you spoke about it in your own life. It's it's like. Well, what am I going to do now? Is fear going to kick in? Is is you know? And she's probably yeah. going, Moses, do something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Um. So in their moments, um, you know, everything what Egypt offered, and they were going to go to, into this nomadic life. You know, mm. of, of, they knew desert was very on the other side. Yeah, very different. You know, Egypt was stability and routine and provision. It was just this settled life. And God's going, well. Here's the Red Sea, mm. and then there's desert. I mean, they didn't know it was going to be 40 years of desert after that, oh. but and and that's the thing, it doesn't tell us these things because we'll just freak it out. Um yeah. but I want you to sort of in that moment how Miriam felt, she's left everything behind her. Yeah. Now she's at this point with the Red Sea, and, and she's army. going and the uh, and Pharaoh's army, mm. and that that whole identity crisis you know mm. that transformation of that pivotal moment of so what do i do now mm. you know and when when we know in the story obviously the red sea did part yeah. miraculously yeah. god god pulled it off mm. and and then when she got to the other side i mean i mean you can carry on the story i mean what what's the what's the first thing that miriam did you know what that
1: was her life song came out of her but not only did her life song come out of her who she was came out of her so Mm. she became um she i'm sure she was a prophetess before that but it was really evident when she went past that struggle Mm. what god's you know what her anointing was and she was to become a prophetess but not just a prophetess she was to lead women She became a leader of women because it's very strong in the Bible how it says she led the women Mm. and they all picked up their tambourine. So not only was she a singer but she was also a musician. So God had equipped her for this moment. Mm. Just like Mm. with me, with my life, he had equipped me and I I, I bought a T-shirt recently which is called uh, I Was Born for a Time Like This. So, um, yeah, so it was... It was empowering, and I think with Miriam, she was born for a time such as that Mm. to actually, you know. And she sung, like, I would call it like a a warrior song, you know, like, you know, saying, Yay, we got victory! You know, the Lord has, but it was all to praise God, it wasn't about her and what she had done, it was what God did,
0: yeah, what God had done.
1: You know what I mean? And in that moment I really feel that her eyes were open. Mm. And she was in awe at how amazing... God is and instead of looking to her brother which I'm sure at when she was looking at the Red Sea and that army was coming she's like "Look at Moses going what are you doing knucklehead <laughs> you know and then you just got a stick that's right <laughs> you just got a stick where, where, where's where, 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 where's the weapons where's the guns what's going on so I'm very sure that at that stage she had no idea mm. how really like she had just gone through all the plagues Everything. But yep. really, I think in that moment, it was personal. Mm. It was yeah. personal. She was in you know, it. Like she crossed that sea. She saw all those beautiful whales and everything going past her. Can you imagine it? Oh, Can amazing. you just imagine it? So she saw that. But not only did she see that, she saw God making a decision on behalf of all of them mm. by crashing all those waves over their enemy. Yeah. She saw God personally. Fight for her and everyone, Mm. not Moses with his stick. No one. There was no, you know, no guns or nothing blazing. Yeah, God, God Mm. in His purity. Yeah, and and when you see that, and Mm. I've seen that in my life, where I'm just in awe most of the time. And you know, I think my pastor said to me, "Leonie, don't ever lose that wonderment about you." You have a wonderment. It's that
0: childlike faith, isn't it? Yes, it's that childlike faith where you're
1: just in awe of what God does, you know. And what I was saying to you you before as well, and the same with Miriam, is that I always say to my team, keep your vessel clean Mm. because what God is going to bless you with, it's going to blow your mind Mm. because you're going to see his miracles and blessing in front of you. Mm. And but that's not saying perfection. No that's not being perfect. Not that's at not all. striving Because or, it's not you. Yeah. When you recognise it's God doing the work in front of you, mm. then there is no perfection in that. He he is perfect. I'm not saying that. He is perfect. Yeah. And, and, and and you have a ceiling, like you imagine, like just think yourself, um, listeners, the the most awesome thing that you can think of that God could do and then triple it. Yeah, because that's what he brings, and yeah. that's what I see, and I just get blown away. Like, if you don't mind me, there was there was a moment in our church mm. not too long ago. Yeah, because our church closed and now's reopened in mm. another location, but in that time there was a lot of emotion whether our church was going to close, and it was painful, and God came down. God came down and one particular girl in my worship team and she knows who she is and she listens to this, she has got such an anointing of God on her. It's amazing. I get her to help me select songs because she just has this anointing. Like They all have anointing but she particularly has this one. Mm. And this day I was looking after her children because I, I heard from God that I need to keep her on stage, right? Yeah. And um, anyway, she was on the stage. I was just you know, playing with the little kitties while they were worshipping I was worshipping with the kids on my hips. But I was looking up at stage and all of a sudden I noticed that she stopped singing. Right. And I'm like, why has she stopped singing? And then I couldn't see her because she was on her knees. Mm. And I'm like, she's on her knees. And then all of a sudden it felt like a mild earthquake went through the place. Like it was just a very slight... Wow tremor and then like a heaviness like a like a rush Mm. just like something just smacked down on the floor and just went Mm. and i and it made me look it made me stop it made me and it made everybody look and stop and we all felt it because we're all looking at each other going what was that and we looked up and there was amy oh i said her name i shouldn't (laughs) have said her name that's okay hello amy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> on an knees speechless trying to get this song out and and her beautiful you know, the other beautiful singer she just took it up God empowered her to continue with the song yeah but people at the front row which is mainly our leaders and one particular leader who is a very biblical woman was on the ground prostrated now wow. if you know this lady she don't do that yeah so this was huge Wow. But, and and they all felt like there was this mi- big, huge, heavy thing, like that it just exploded, yeah, but it was beautiful at the same time. I can't yeah. explain it, yeah, but it just took your breath away. Mm. It was like, like the presence of God yes, totally just ascended took over. straight yeah. away, and then all of a sudden it just lifted, mm. but we still felt the tingling of it, yeah, and in that time, God said to me, "I am with you, wow are you ever emotional Mm. because i've heard about this happening i've heard about this happening in other countries about seeing fire and wind rushing and the presence of god and just having the respect of the holy spirit Mm. but to actually happen in my church in that day was mind-blowing yeah and it just gave me confidence to walk on to the next phase that he had for us and at that stage I didn't know that the church was going to close I didn't know that but what God was saying and, is, and relocate yeah, yeah he just said I'm with you I'm with you feel yeah. me I'm here
0: mm. and that and that's our like echoes in miriam isn't it it's like it, he, it he is. Pop, you know saying I hey, don't worry about the water and and pharaoh cuz I'm with you and what he did how he separated the water and said Let's go. Yeah.
1: Made a way where there was no way. And then her eyes were open and, mm. and that's what I'm saying. Like to me, what happened in our church was personal. Yeah. What happened to Miriam was personal. Yeah. Yes, she saw all the miracles. She saw everything. Yeah. She saw and she knew God was amazing. She saw that, you know, that 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 um you know, that angel of death go yeah, through. Yeah. She she knew she experienced all that. Mm. But it wasn't as personal as this was, because she was walking in his miracle. She was walking in that water, the
0: wall of water. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, that is a, that's amazing.
0: Mm. That just to me is oh, – It's amazing. And that just, and that what you said earlier about battle cry, and I think we always – I've just had this like revelation while you were talking. You always think it's this rah, battle cry. Mm. But from Miriam's story and your own testimony of the song, um, Your Life, the battle cry is really humility. Mm. It you is. You know, it's, it's yeah. that's the battle cry. Allowing it's, him to work through you. Yeah, humbling yourself and going, oh my gosh, God, you pulled through. Mm. you put there was a pharaoh and there was water and there's a crisis and a struggle and i and i'm leaving stability i'm leaving provision i'm leaving routine i'm leaving that settled life and i'm trusting you Mm. but there's a wall of water in front of me there's pharaoh behind me you gotta pull through yeah what and and it's those moments where that battle cry of the heart and and you can only be humbled by what he does you can Mm -hmm. only go oh my god Gosh, it was owned. like when you said the presence of God fell on the congregation in the like, so that, that wasn't orchestrated. That wasn't it. Was orchestrated by God, but it wasn't. It wasn't manufactured. It wasn't strived to. It was just that release and surrender and humbleness and battle cry of God. You got to pull through for us. Mm. We need a different. We need another building to worship in.
1: We need a new direction. Oh, and we need, yeah. We knew we needed a new direction because new we, direction. we were drowning. We, we knew we were drowning. Yeah. And God, it just came. He just came in that moment.
0: It's That's amazing. That, yeah. And I really hope, listeners, this is really helping someone to, um, if you're a little bit lost, if you're struggling, if you see a wall of water in front of you and you've got Pharaoh behind you and you're thinking, I, God, I know, God, you're asking me to leave – the stable life this routine or life this settled life and i don't want to go into the wilderness because that is that's i don't know what's going to happen in that in that wilderness but it goes back to you saying i just trust you god my battle cry is being humble and humility and and all that and that and that's what comes with the transformation isn't it you know i touch on the um metaphor of the phoenix of the greek mythology of the phoenix and that but it's miriam and even in your own worship life i and i've seen it personally because i'm your friend this whole transformation and it's not an overnight thing i think people want this quick fix this Mm -hmm. microwave faith whereas god's like that's it's It's not not going to last
1: doesn't help. It'll
0: right. fill you up like two-minute noodles and in half an hour you'll be starving. You know, mm. it, it's – no, this This has to be a slow-cooked meal. Slow this cooker. has to be an eight-hour. That meat's yeah. got to fall off the bone, Correct. you know. And, and that faith of that and that seeking and that abiding and that just slowing down and going, all right, God, I don't – i can't have a quick fix anymore you know i need i need something that's going to help me through those wilderness moments because you know who knows who i mean miriam didn't know she was going to spend 40 years in the wilderness you know it's she they needed to rely on god for everything Mm. i mean everything Mm. you know it it just blows my mind that and just to the whole bravery of it and the courage and the knowing that God is on their side, but they still had to take those steps out of the stability, out of the provision. And that's the thing. That's why they kept complaining, wasn't it? They kept going, oh, we were better off in Egypt, Moses. Oh, Mm -hmm. we were better off in Egypt. And you're thinking, what is wrong with you, Israelites? But don't we do the same? All the time. Don't we go, I don't want to go in the wilderness because then I've got to really rely on you, God. I'd rather have the provision of Egypt... But he's like, but you're a slave. Mm. You're not free. Yeah, Yeah, you're in the wilderness, but you're free. You're free. And that's a journey in itself, right? And and I've known doing the journey with you for the past 20 years, seeing us both step into that freedom more and more and more. And really, I mean, gosh, to rely on God. And then when he sets challenges and then you think, I never did rely on God (laughs) you're just like oh my gosh my whole life has got to be worship my whole life has got to be a battle cry of humility my whole life has got to be you I've got to pull through God because I don't know what I'm going to do it's those moments that oh it's just it's such true worship and that's the testimony of the song you know when people see your life and and others who have really tapped into that seeking God like you mentioned the lady at church it's it's like that is tangible. Mm. That I can see it. People left that service going, Oh my gosh, I just had an experience and I don't know what happened. Mm. And I don't I don't know. Mm. And and it can be only God. And then they go and tell other people and then and that's your life song, that's your testimony, that's the rising up.
1: And that's um, also knowing that you're leading people well too. Oh. When it wasn't yeah. you at the front.
0: Absolutely. When it
1: was your team. Yes we're team. Yeah. And yeah, and then we, we work together and we respect each other. Yeah. And we respect each other's anointing. Something that Elizabeth said yesterday, which was and yourself, which was wonderful, which said about not feeling that you have to compete with your team. You don't have to compete. We all have different anointing. And you as a leader, as a CT leader, creative leader, whatever you call yourself, um, worship leader. You Mm. need to allow these people, like your phoenix, to soar. They have to soar. Otherwise, your team's not going to soar. And therefore, because to me, my biggest goal now is just to seek his peace. Yeah. I want to be in his peace. Yeah. And the only way I'm going to be in his peace, if, if I'm doing what he wants me to do, And that's not elevating myself. In fact, anything, it says in the Bible that the lowest of lows Mm. will be the one that will be blessed. Mm. So I want to be the lowest of lows. I want to elevate my team. I want them to be the best that God has made them to be. And with that, we will feel his peace. We will feel his presence because he'll come into that because he's being honoured. He's being respected. He's being loved. Mm. He's being praised. Mm. And that... Is my reward. It's just getting closer to him. Yeah. You know, none of this, you know, oh you're a great leader or anything. I don't need any of that. I don't want that. It's not what I'm seeking. Yeah. What I am seeking is him. I'm seeking his peace, mm. his love, to for him to feel loved and worshipped and praised because he is everything to me. Yeah. He has given me everything, mm. every possession, every gift, everything. Yeah. And, yeah, I I could not take a breath without him. And that's where I've come to because of the wilderness, because of many wildernesses.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what I love um, about the tambourine because people think, oh, my gosh, that's a 1980s (laughs) vibe. You're rocking there, Wendy. Or 1970s, you mean. 70s, 80s, yeah. yeah. It was the whole, you know... I I've I, I put my hand up. I was in the tambourine sort of feel, you know. We had the ribbons and the stickers and the whole thing going. Um, but, you know, the tambourine, when I researched it, it talks about um, it's considered a secondary instrument and used to add colour to a performance rather than toeing the melod- melodolic line. Mm. And I'm like, you know... I don't want people feeling like they're a secondary instrument. I want Mm. them to feel like they are part of the whole symphony, you know, Mm. because if we didn't have the percussion, right, Mm. it would sound really different. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it just blows me away, the fact that Miriam just, which she's crossed the Red Sea, and then she goes, oh, look what I brought. My (laughs) tambourine. tambourine. (laughs) She didn't bring a guitar or a piano. She didn't, No. (laughs) She couldn't drag that across. Um, but the whole tambourine, you know how it's had such a bad rap over the years. But and we don't do tambourines so much now in church. But that's a weapon of warfare. That's that's the that's a beating of a drum sort of feel that l- let's get the rhythm going and sing a song to it. You know, and the fact that all the other women. They had their tambourines too. It was like they were going, hey, Miriam, guess what? Look what we've brought. <laughs> exactly. And that whole. And then they the got the weapon all of these choice. Tambourines. I know. It was easy to put in your bag. That's right. And, you, you know, they had the tote bags going. They were like, uh, yeah. you know, let's leave those red shoes behind. I'm taking the tambourine. You That's know, fine. it was like, what are we, you know what women are like? You know, women, if you're listening, you know what it's like when you're packing bags, you know. <laughs> Even an overnight, my husband's like, you know, we're only going for one night. Right? I'm like, it's the just the in case outfits, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know what, Miriam probably it was like, right, grab your stuff and be ready in the morning when the angel of death came. Is like, be ready. And she probably looked around and says, right, what I'm going to take? And the tambourines. There. She's like, I stick that. I've got to stick that in. You know? And that whole mindset of there's going to be a moment that I'm going to worship God, and I've got to be ready. Mm. And yeah there's there's always that moment and she didn't know it was going to be after the red sea and the pharaoh moment she had to go through that struggle like you said it had to become personal for for the weight of that song and that worship what we read thousands of years later yeah that song of warfare of the horse and rider is thrown into the sea, and my God is is saved us and He's rescued us, and look what He's done for us. And to go, I brought my tambourine just in case, and I ne- and I definitely needed it, you know. Ah, mm. oh, it's just.
1: It's most likely put on their hearts, and they're probably oh, going. Absolutely,
0: but. But I need that extra piece of food. I don't need a tambourine. Yeah. It I need take those up red my shoes. time. shoes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need those red shoes. <laughs> I do. Uh, but, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I reckon, I reckon God spoke to their spirit before they left, yeah. told them to put that in. They probably thought it was absurd. I, I don't know if the, the listeners have ever had this happen to them but sometimes God asks us to do the absurd things. Oh. And we go, Why? but then it becomes obvious and i'll just give you a quick story yeah my um uh, years ago when i was younger um i I had a friend of mine who was very much doing bible college and he said isn't it funny how god makes us do absurd things and he (gasps) said to me he 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 heard a preacher say you know you need to surrender all so he went "Yeah, yeah yeah i'll do that i surrender all and he said i was in the train And next minute God said to me, I want you to go to this certain station and I want you to stand on your head next to the Coke machine.
0: Wow, that is absurd. That's crazy. Why would I want to do that?
1: (laughs) And then he remembered his promise that he was going to act and be obedient whatever God told him to do. And he went, oh, okay, I'll do this. And so he went to the station and he found the machine and he's like, oh, my gosh, I can't (laughs) believe I'm doing this. Like, this is absurd, Lord. Anyway, He lucky he was a younger man, so he could do this. And he did a handstand on his head, and all of a sudden, there was a screeching like a crying. And this woman came out of he doesn't know where, and she was crying and falling on the ground. And she went, You do love me, Lord.
0: Oh, wow! So
1: sometimes God makes us do absurd
0: things because. One of us has prayed an absurd thing. I was just gonna say she would totally pray right. <laughs> if someone comes and stands on their head <laughs> You know what it is. I mean God. <laughs> so yeah. So that sort of taught him that, you know,
1: just do it even if An it's, obedience. Yes. Thing. So yeah. I'm sure that when those women were looking at the maybe the extra raisin cake that they Done. Yeah. And God said, no, I want you to put a tambourine there. They're like going, are you crazy?
0: And it depends how big that tambourine was, right? That's right. You know? I could put ten cakes in there for my journey. I could put at least three pairs of shoes in there. <laughs> I could see your, your direction. <laughs> or a lovely outfit. <laughs> but you want me to put a tambourine. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chuck out the hairdryer, Miriam. <laughs> your tambourine going in, right? <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, just to wrap up. I, I want you to. Um, I just want you to read or or speak on just just the bit um, we've been going through before we started the podcast. We were talking what we were talking through, but I just want you to. Leone's written in no, a no, no, last word, and I really want this to be the last word on this um, this whole uh, let. Worship be your song and becoming that warrior. And uh, when you read it out before, before we've started recording, I've thought that is just beautiful. And, um, and I just want you to finish on, on that and your thoughts. And then, yeah, just just want to help the listeners just to sort of solidify what worship. And it's not always about song. It's, it's the whole life.
1: Okay. So I've put down here,
0: God's gift gifted you from birth.
1: Now, whatever your worship may be, it may not be song, it may be anything, whatever it may be, my husband's gift is serving Mm. as in practical service to others and he is just so treasured for that. So um, God's gift from birth, think about it, pray about it, look about what he's done in your life because he has got you ready for a moment and nothing is wasted. So nothing you've learnt in life is wasted. When you learn a new skill, so God will use your gifts to lead to increase the kingdom with humility. Humility, just highlight that one. You are clearing your vessel for him to work through you. Jesus is the best leader of all. To have him work through you is an absolute awe moment. And it absolutely blows your mind. So allow the best leader of all Mm. to work through you by keeping humble, Mm. by praying things through, keeping your vessel completely clean so he can work through you. And then just watch the show because it's amazing what God does and how it just will keep you in wonder and awe. Mm. So, yeah. That is,
0: yeah, that is fantastic, Leonie. Well, I hope listening to this, these nuggets of wisdom, you have got so – I mean, I've got so much out of it. So much wisdom right there. Um, I want to say thank you so much, Leone, for joining me in the spacious room. I love you. I love your heart. I, you I just – yeah. I can't imagine life without you. No, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just – Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your heart and, and raising that battle cry of humility mm. and just your whole life is worship mm. and it's not always about song. No. So I, thanks for listening, folks, and um, I will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. To catch all the ladies from me, you can subscribe to my website, thebigvoiceonline.com, or follow me on Instagram, Wendy J. Parker Writer. See you soon!